0: Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Security is offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.
1: If you build it, you
2: will
1: cook It's the skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man! I'm 40! And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP! And a good Garrison Financial Friday out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Here, I forgot all about that. That was my bad. On that deal that's going on tonight. Um, anyway, glad to have you uh, along for the next hour. We're awaiting the arrival of Scott. Not sure if he's coming or not. Uh, but even if he doesn't, he, we we'll He's too you. sore. Yeah. His
2: legs are too sore.
1: <laughs> at, at what point do we, are we going to have to have the conversation about his age and doing squats? I don't know. Maybe now usually his age and doing squats is is 50 the end of squatting
2: i, I don't know you know what show I've been really getting into and i'm impressed with his physique and he's pushing 80 is uh one sylvester stallone
1: sly sly tulsa king tulsa is that what king, he's doing that
2: dude's ripped yeah but that's a i mean come on
1: Sly Stallone. we're talking rocky scotty g
2: <laughs> versus <laughs> Ro- rocky versus scotty <laughs> yeah, i don't know <laughs> uh, hmm Boy, if he was only here to defend no himself. No comment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no comment on that one. You might
2: be rushing here now.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <clears throat> that it is Garrison Financial Friday. Scott uh, Garrison at Garrison Financial. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is where his office is located. It's a big time of the year uh, for his expertise. Not only... Uh Uh-oh, I heard the door ding. (laughs) Not only uh, from last year, uh, wrapping up your tax return and that kind of thing, but also uh, preparing for what's to come here in 2023. He can do it all, full financial uh, planning. He mentioned last week he's been doing a bunch of uh, life insurance adjustments for people shopping that open market to get you the best value on not only your life insurance but also all your investments. He does a bunch of other stuff that we will tell you about throughout the show today. Coming up. Bunch of NFL playoff talk, obviously, with the conference title games coming up on Sunday. We'll break those down. <clears throat> High school hoops tonight. Playoff assignments as well for Class A and B will be released at some point uh, today. Sometimes it seems like it's around noon or 1. Sometimes it's 4 o'clock. You just never kind of know uh, when all that gets hammered out. But we will uh, be able to for sure talk about that on, on uh, Friday. Hopefully I can give the update before I have to hit the road to Blanchard on the uh, sports report tonight uh, that you can hear on all the different stations uh, underneath the Paragon umbrella. So uh, that's something that I know people are, are patiently or maybe even impatiently waiting uh, to drop from, that, from the OSSAA today. Uh, there's games tonight that we can discuss coming up uh, on the Paragon Network as well. And then did you see the story out of LSU? Uh, yeah. How in the world does that happen? What's that story? We'll tell you next. 225 9698 is the phone or the text line. 225 9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225 9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. The Paragon app has it all. It's got both. Um, All three radio stations, it's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News hit the website. On Wednesday, the paper edition is out, so go pick up a free copy of that Penny News. Check out the deals in this week's edition. Uh, Big Elk and Paragon TV back. Everybody's playing tonight. Um, Of the eight schools that we cover, everybody's there. We'll tell you uh, how to watch uh, or even listen uh, to those games tonight. And then, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast, dot com, is where you can find that. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check us out there each and every day. Good morning, Jared. How are you? Man, I'm kind of refreshed. I slept really well last night. I did not. I slept really well. And well so, I'm
2: jealous. I'm jealous. To the Good. point
1: that I probably stayed in bed a little too long. Oh. I didn't didn't want to continue
2: it. that... that- perfect sleep yeah
1: it was nice it was a nice very nice night of sleep for me so I'm ready to go
2: good good my little one was coughing oh and to the point I brought her to my chair to rock her to kind of set her up to kind of just to I don't know if she had that little tickle or something but so I kept us up a little late kept me up a little late funny how that works wife didn't have to go into work today
1: (laughs) (laughs) Once again, no comment.
2: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, but she's uh, she's staying home today. The little one is because she woke up. That cough was bad, so uh kept me up. So I'm a little, yeah, a little dragging today. I'll, I'll get through.
1: Well, that sucks. I'm good. That's tough. I'm That's excited. Tough, right? Excited. Why are you excited?
2: Well, finally get back to the gym after Tuesday night not playing, so get some basketball. And I know it
1: does feel like forever, doesn't, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does.
2: Um um there's some good games tonight across the Paragon network. There's a really cool thing happening over in Hammond. There's um I mean who, who and then of course you mentioned the playoff pairings being released later, sometime today. Be awesome. It happened between nine and ten.
1: Yeah, I know that's I was gonna effort to see if there was any sort of update. On the Twitter feed, oh, from I'm, I'm constantly OSSAA clicking uh, refresh online. Over
2: here. We'll see what happens.
1: Tell us about what's going on at Hammond. I yeah, completely neat, dropped the ball. Yeah, on everybody that. knows My Ryan
2: Miner, right? Everybody knows um, the great Ryan Miner. Him and his brother Damon left a huge, uh, a huge mark over there at, Hammond, <clears throat> at over at Hammond. Of course, went on to OU. Um, well, you know, Ryan's come down with, I believe it was, it is throat. Cancer, Some type of cancer. I don't want to get it wrong. But um, the Hammond Public Schools, they're accepting donations to kind of offset those medical funds because those add up. They're having a 50-50 raffle. It's happening tonight. And what better time to have it than a big, big game. You know, a lot of people are going to be there. Merit coming to Hammond tonight. And, again, all the proceeds will be uh, will go to Ryan Miner's medical fund. The drawing's going to take place sometime tonight during the game. Each ticket's just 10 bucks. You can buy a limited amount of tickets, and you do not need to be present to win. But it'd be pretty cool if you were. And they're accepting donations, too, and I'm sure they'll be passing a few buckets around. That's a pretty cool deal. I mean, simple, right? Just 50-50 drawing. That's it. They're not, no items or, or prizes. Just, just give and uh, help out. A uh, guy that uh, is pretty special to the Hammond community. That's Ryan Miner.
1: Yeah, colon <clears throat> stage four colon cancer is what he was Thank uh, you. diagnosed Thank with. You. Okay, uh, there. So yeah, no doubt. I mean that's a, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting because if you if you listen to the, the station all day long, Jim and Al are going to do their top twelve favorite athletes. Doesn't necessarily have to be what they who they think is the best. Just yeah. their favorite athletes. But the caveat is you cannot have anybody from Oklahoma or, in, or with OU and OSU ties oh. on your top 12 list. And Ryan Miner would 100% be on my f- one of my favorite 12 athletes of all time, not just because of I, when, you, when you think about the years that he was playing are kind of those formative years for us, you and I, as mm-hmm. far as our age, and, and make more of an indelible mark on you at that time. Um, obviously, being at Hammond the access to be able to go watch that guy. And, and you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. It's, it's incredible luck that they happen to be right up the road. And then, of course, starring at OU like, the way that he did, uh, being the answer to one of the coolest trivia questions ever, uh, as far as who who's the guy that replaced Cal Ripken when he <laughs> bowed out of the starting lineup, right? I mean, it, it's just uh, he would 100% be in my top 12 um, to make that list if – if guys like that were eligible, so yeah, it's a really cool thing mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's going on, and in a perfect choice of games for it, because uh, with uh, with Merritt and Hammond, Class Two A, number three, Class B, number one, just played a week ago, uh, and the, the Lady Warriors probably looking for a little revenge. They're zero two against Merritt this year, both in tournament finals. The five county uh, was a one point Merritt win, and then the other day Merritt uh, kind of they didn't re- they, they beat them by fifteen. Uh, with with just kind of and controlled a lot of that game, if you watched it, I mean Merritt was was really in control of that thing throughout. So I'm sure the Lady Warriors, Coach Beer, uh, are are relishing the chance to to maybe knock off uh, Merritt here. It's an important game for Merritt in a lot of ways. I with with their jump from seven to three, it's hard to imagine with the week that they've had. I mean they put it on Leedy last night. You know it's it's hard to imagine that. They would fall out of the top eight with the, you know, the games this week mm. counting. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just it's just no. hard to imagine that that would happen uh, in a loss to Class B number one. And oh, by the way, a team that you have already beat twice. Uh, but still, who knows? Even the when,
2: second of a back to back. Yeah, I mean there's, there's a there's, lot going against Merritt sure.
1: and, uh, as far as just the the intangible things of that game. Uh, but it is the last weekend of of games counting for classes two A and up. So. You know, and who knows, a, a clean trifecta against Class B, number one, could that even move them up a little bit higher? In the who knows? You know what I mean? That's uh, they're, they're if
2: only that game against Minko was not on Tuesday. You see that on yeah. their schedule? Yeah, I knew they now that. Minko's number one in 2A. Is huh? Is that right? That's what it says on their schedule. Unless that was entered wrong.
1: No, Minko is not number one in 2A. I'm
2: looking at Merritt's schedule. It says, it says Minko 2A number one.
1: Maybe on the boys. Dale is number one in 2A. I
2: don't know why it says, well, this schedule here is wrong. Yeah. It says Minko 2A number
1: one. Yeah, no, that's not right. They're not. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, and
2: I look right above it, it says Hammond be number three. Well, we know that's not right either.
1: Well, it's it, maybe it, it was entered at the time. It could have been entered way back when. Yeah. When it
2: when they were <clears> number one. i suit the saying.
1: Yeah. It just
2: still Minko's a tough out. You you know, it'd be a interesting game. And it's at Minko. But yeah, tough stretch of basketball for for merit. But I'm with you. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. uh Change any opinion of their ranking. I don't think they are. They've they've done everything that's been asked of them. They've avenged their only loss. They've have won every tournament they're in. Fifteen game win streak, and looking all the part to be in a contender. Yeah. In two A.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm int-
2: excited to see how far. I, I'm excited for for merit I'm, I'm going, interested
1: yeah. to see tonight. Um, the, uh, I wonder if that Arapaho game gets made up because that's what they missed on Tuesday. And then you've also got Hobert lingering, lingering down there uh, next Saturday, going to Hobert, which is a team that's ranked in the top. What, what are they? Number eleven this week in the uh, actually number ten in the two A rankings. So that you know, fourteen and two, uh, Coach Carney's team. That would be that. That's a test. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a good. Kind of build up to the to the playoffs for Merritt. Uh, you mentioned that one in Hammond. Other games tonight, you've got Hollis going to Mangum. Fargo Gage Fort Supply is being hosted by Eric. Leedy hits the road to Thomas. You're headed to Frederick. Arapahoe Butler will be at Cheyenne. And then, of course, Merritt at Hammond uh, on the Paragon TV side. And then the Elkettes and the Big Elks go down to Blanchard to face the Lady Lions and the Lions, so a good night outside of just Merritt and Hammond. What other games are you interested in on the schedule this evening?
2: Um, a, a team that could be a dark horse player in Class A, in, in girls, is Thomas for me. I you know I know Leedy kind of down this year, but I I meant just just to see more of Thomas. I saw a little bit of them over at Swazoo. They have some players on that team. They have a lot of uh, height and size, and they're going to be—they're going to give some people some problems. So, um, just you know, just for you know what could be in the playoffs with Thomas and where they could land. I, I mean, they could be going up north because of their location. Look out, Arapaho. You might be paired up with them in the same area. Just saying, they're—they're they're a team that could give fits. So there's that one that's kind of on my radar. Um. I mean other than that I mean other the, the other ones to just you can kind of circle the winner in each one. Um you know you know and I know I'm very plugged in but uh Frederick girls aren't bad.
1: No they're not. I watched they're not bad. I watched them play a couple of times uh down there in the uh down there at Altus last weekend. Uh they had every chance to beat Altus just couldn't quite get it done. And then that last guy, I can't remember who they played. Uh, anyway, they won. Uh, Maybe been a lot in Mac JV, but yeah, yeah, they're they've got some. What were the last names of those those two sisters?
2: Yeah, I. It's one online. of them made the all
1: tournament team. Uh, could really shoot. Could really shoot it. Um, God, I can't remember. We just didn't didn't play them, yeah. but I, I heard that name a bunch when they played. Danny, somebody. Danny is the first name of one of them. Ah, I can't remember. Give me two seconds. I'm clicking that. gummit Danny. And I
2: have it. Ah. Frederick, girls. But yes, I mean, you know, it's like
1: number three and number eleven.
2: And Canute played them earlier in the year. And outside of one quarter, the canoe came out on fire in that first quarter. Frederick actually battled back at, if my memory serves me right, got within one or even tied it, and then and then canoe was able to pull away, but. They're they're not bad, and their record is 12 and six. And some losses are, can we call them impressive losses? Uh, you know that Dallas Thunder team you said was pretty pretty good. Um, Sterling mentioned Canute. They've lost to Riverside, a really mm-hmm. good team in Class A, uh, but they've beaten um, you know they've rallied off some wins here. So. And you know, Canute's game against or on Tuesday was canceled. They haven't played since Saturday. I mean, that could be kind of a trap game. You know, the rankings are closed up. You know, what's the interest level there? It's about an hour and forty minutes away. It it could turn into a good game, uh, in that one. And then on, on the other side, I mean, the uh, canoe boys just throttled Frederick in their their first matchup. And then, um, Frederick boys, they're they got a winning record also at twelve and six. I describe them as being very athletic.
1: Oh my gosh! Very <laughs> no athletic.
2: Kidding. I saw a dude at the merit tournament dunk it with ease. Mm-hmm. I mean, get—I wasn't one of those put the ball through the hoop and bring it down with your fingertips. He got up, and I saw him doing that in warmups against. I thought this might be, but canoe. It was this their night. They they shot the ball, dang near perfect, and beat them eighty-five to sixty-four. Their highest uh, point total this season. I don't expect that to happen again tonight.
1: Yeah, that's that's what we saw from uh, from the big Elks in that first round down there in Althus against Frederick. Just lit them up. It, yeah, and and I don't think I don't think the Elks were thirty five better. I mean, it was seventy three to thirty eight. I don't think that's true, but it was that day. You know, they, I'm sure that game was similar to what you saw. Yeah. But one it, thing about them, they will run it up and down the floor. They will. You have to be. Gosh, I think to defend beat,
2: them, you got to make them shoot it.
1: They beat somebody down. Uh, Maybe the UConn JV in the in the consolation championship. Well, they game only beat it, them
2: by two. Oh no, uh, Altus JV. You're thinking Altus JV.
1: No, I'm thinking UConn JV. Was it?
2: This I don't know if I can trust this. They told me Miko was number one earlier. Um,
1: was it the Altus JV? Says
2: UConn JV. They beat them sixty-two to sixty. They beat oh the no, no, Altus no. JV. 68 UConn, to forty.
1: It was UConn that it was UConn that ran Star Spencer out of the gym. Ah. Uh, gotcha that's right yeah the yeah this was that was a that was a game that was back and forth UConn had a pretty decent lead then Frederick had a pretty decent lead then it it turned into a really good game that's right yeah it was UConn that beat the that beat the breaks off of Star Spencer down there on Saturday uh, but anyway they're athletic the one the, the big guy though the one that you dunked he played against the Elks on Thursday he was not out there on Saturday so I don't know if something happened or, or what uh, Alfred Cathy uh, was his name and yeah he he took a loose ball in the lane and jumped up and dunked it against Elk City. I mean just oh, it. hammered it down.
2: Man what I saw was um he he had a breakaway. I have to go and I know we got it on film. He threw it down and then he had to hold on to the rim because there's players coming up underneath him and then he lost grip and so oh, he was, and he went down like he face planted. And I, I, his hands barely got there to catch himself. It scared me. I thought oh my goodness, he knocked himself out and he jumped back up he was totally fine. So,
1: yeah, it's uh, but that, Willie, I mean,
2: the athleticism, though,
1: Willie Kramer, number one, he's built well, can get in the lane if you let him, got to keep him out of the paint. And then they had one guy that could shoot, uh, he didn't make any against Elk City, and he made every one of them against UConn. Tyler was his like Zach Tyler, maybe, or something like that. That's Number 15
2: McClung is the girls, the sisters. That's it. Danny and Ashley McClung. That's it. And I remember I just saw them it. being pretty good.
1: I just flipped up. The, I guess that's probably their dad the coaches the boys because that's his last name, and I just saw that when you said it. I like, yep, yeah, that's it. Uh, I think Danny McClung was on that all-tournament team down there at Althus. So good good challenges. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think most eyes will be on, obviously, Merritt and Hammond yeah. on that girls game tonight. Uh, sneaky ones. Uh, you mentioned Thomas and Leedy girls. I think that can be a sneaky game. Can Cheyenne? Do, do they have anything for Arapaho on the on the uh, tonight? Both sides, you know that the the Bears have kind of been little up and down. Boys, maybe. Boys, may, yeah. And then you know, Lady Bears seem like they'll have a decent uh, a decent result. And then the next one, you kind of look and go, huh? What happened? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, then also, you know, Fargo, Gage, Fort Supply, their boys took Leedy down to the wire. Eric's been playing pretty good. Could that turn into a good game tonight? Uh, and then Elk City at Blanchard, it's a big, big, big game uh, for for the Elks and the Elkettes Just to to notch another win. Uh, if both teams can win, they both will be at least at five hundred. I actually think the Elks Elcats would be two uh, two up uh, above five hundred at uh, nine and seven if they can notch this win over Blanchard. They haven't had a bunch of success lately against the Lady Lions, but Blanchard only seven and ten. If you look at some you really can't do this but if you want to kind of look at some similar opponents and how those games played out uh they played they played Ardmore last night so back to back for Blanchard uh they beat Ardmore by 9 Elk City ran Ardmore out of the gym in the Carl Albert Festival that first game first rattle out of the box uh Clinton was a seven point game for Blanchard Elk City beat them by 40 in that in earlier in the season Weatherford were similar results. Um, Elk City hasn't played Bethany yet, so when you kind of look around at those, you know they play. But Blanchard played Kingfisher way tougher than the Elkettes did, so you know it's uh, Coach Schneeberger, They'll play hard. There's no doubt about that. They always do, and so Elk City will have to show up and and uh, see if they can get that win. It's a game they probably they, they probably should win, and you don't always get to say that uh, when you go to Blanchard. Boys game would be a tough one. Uh, Coach Ward's team is 10-7, uh, and seven, number 20 in 4A. Uh, these two do seem to play, pl- play close games, though. I think there was a double overtimer down there at Blanchard a couple of years ago. Um, and so this would be, be a nice uh, a, a nice little notch in the belt for the Elks if they are able uh, to find a way to win this game tonight uh, over the Blanchard Lions. So we'll have that uh, for you, 6-30, pregame. Cool 94, Big Elk TV, all those other games of smaller schools, all 630 tips, all on paragontv.com, so you can watch every bit of that high school hoops action tonight. You got any inklings? You got any guesses what you're going to see once the assignments have been let out for your Trojanettes and Trojans?
2: Um, I mean, outside of what we said earlier in the week when the rankings were wrapped up, was that Tuesday we talked about it, I'm just kind of sticking with that. I got this feeling that those – I've seen some uh, people say, or in message boards and stuff, that they think Arapaho and Canute will be in the same area. I don't see it. I don't see that. I think Arapaho goes north, Canute goes south, maybe southeast, and um, get the likes of, uh, uh, what do we say, Cyril and Vanoss, something like that. Um, Arapaho, maybe same area with Ceiling, Garber, Something to that effect. So, I mean, that's just what my crystal ball says. Yes. You, I mean, I, I, it's hard
1: I, to believe number nine and number ten would be in the same area.
2: Right. I don't know where that came from, but I didn't. But agree who with knows? it. But I think there's going to be. You always see that natural split, that I forty split, and just based on what's happened in the past, where teams have ten. Where the OSSA sends or tends to send these teams, and Arapaho is they tend to send them up north, maybe to an Enid. Well, who knows? They might get lucky and go to Swazoo. Who knows? But and and Canute tends to go south, like to uh, Cash or Chickasha or or even Ada. It's happened before, and you can kind of put that on the other teams too, you know, with the Hammonds. You know, and I'm really interested, and in you you brought up a good – it would be really fun to see something here in the Pioneer Center in Oak City. This could be a year where that lines up, and it actually happens with Hammond being number one. They could protect him as much as possible and just send him down here. Yeah. I'm anxious to see all that, to see what, what, I what happens.
1: I am too. You know, for years in Class B, because both teams have been so good, you knew that there was going to be a district in Leedy, a regional in Leedy, and they were going to go to, to Wood- Woodward. Yep. Uh, with both teams in the top eight consistently. That may be Hammond's route as well. I would I would be pretty shocked if they don't host a regional. Obviously they're hosting district. But I'd be pretty surprised if, if they don't host there's a regional There's been a as lot well. of
2: years. Not a lot, but recently there's been years. There's last state tournament year, state championship year. They thought they deserved to host a regional and they didn't get it. They didn't
1: get it. And it probably matters where they go. It's so they easier. went
2: all the way to Mountain View that year.
1: Well, see, that's the that if you go south, you probably won't. If you go north, you probably will. Right. You know, it just it makes. That's why it made so much sense for Leedy. They're a little bit further north, and and bringing down teams that are north of them that way, whereas it's hard to, if you go to the if you go south and you're talking Duke, Big Pasture, that type of school. It makes more sense to be a little bit further south than maybe at Hammond, but. That'll be that'll be one thing to 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 watch for sure, and and will will Hammond, Leedy, and Arnett all be in the same area? I hope not.
2: Yeah, you don't want that. We don't want that. I
1: hope not. I'd, I'd rather you see maybe Arnett and Lomega and Leedy in one, and then Hammond and Sentinel and Mountain View Godibo possibly in the other, something like that.
2: Yeah, we want.
1: <laughs> Lakiba obviously Lakiba would be there as for well. what
2: we do and what we want to see in the, in March, we want the opportunity to see as many of these teams to get in the state tournament from right. our area. We don't want to see them cannibalize each other.
1: That's right. I I, I think you probably see, I think you probably see three and three of those of those teams ranked. You probably see well, there's Lakiba as well. Yeah, maybe Lomega, L'Omega Arnett, and Leedy together. Sentinel, Mountain View, Hammond, and Lakeba together. Maybe something like that. Or maybe one of those two of Sentinel and Mountain View go somewhere else. Because Chatty's there too. Gosh, that would be a pretty tough regional if all of that was happening. Somebody may go... Somebody may have a trip.
2: And that's another thing. You're going to get a lot of happy fans and players and coaches but on the other side of it some are going to go what the heck we did our part and this is what you did to us it happens every year yeah it does it happens every year it's just it is what it is take what you got and and just go win
1: that's right i can't wait to see it there's some interesting possibilities that that are that are hanging out there for sure with the way these uh pairings gonna be released at some point today try to get you that information easiest way possible i'm sure i'll have it you'll have it you know pre-game and whatnot for the games tonight all right when we come back into playoffs skinny on sports on the Garrison Financial Friday.
0: Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com Security is offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice
2: the skinny on sports
1: welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal garrison financial friday scott at soonerwealth.com is his email 124 north main is his physical location of his office You know, I know there's a bunch of people out there that kind of like to dabble, kind of like to to be involved in, you know, the markets or they're they're managing their own money. They're not quite sure how to start, right? It's a little intimidating. No doubt. Um, Scott can either manage your investments for you or he can charge you hourly, build you a plan that then you can follow and manage yourself. Uh, he also loves to work with the account your accountants, which this is going to be coming up. Uh, I was actually talking to, to mine the other day, and he said with the the different changes with the IRS, you can't even file till February 12th, which is crazy. Huh. That may be an e-file date, uh, but anyhow, just trying to get everything set up for the tax season again. Uh, but he can help your accountants streamline the ramifications of your taxes, your returns, get everything working the way that you want it to work in your favor financially scott at soonerwealth.com scott garrison at garrison financial down at 124 north main right here in elk city all right jared conference championship game weekend in the nfl you know a lot of times these games turn out to be better than the super bowl in a lot of ways you know more competitive really really good games which one are you looking forward to the most
2: man can i say both I think they're both going to be a lot of fun, but if you're giving me, if I can only give you one, I think competitively, I think you're going to see the best game out of Cincinnati and Kansas
1: City. See that one scares me just because I would agree a hundred percent if we knew about Mahomes, sure. which yeah, somebody may know something.
2: Well, uh, one guy in the building does. Yeah, he we, doesn't know. We it. can get some. He doesn't know a get darn some thing. Video from the Twitter sphere or whatever.
1: Yeah, he knows nothing. Are you sure? I'm positive. Oh, He'll tell you he knows it all, but go ahead. He doesn't know it. I'm, I'm telling you, he knows nothing. But somebody out in the desert might, because have you seen what that line has done over the past 24 hours? No, I have not even paid attention to that. No. It's gone from Cincinnati being a one-point favorite to Kansas City now a one-and-a-half point favorite. So mm-hmm. that's a two-and-a-half point move over 24 hours worth. And so that's that's got to tell you something, right, as far as the, the availability, and not only the availability, but also... Maybe the 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 level of health of Pat Mahomes' ankle. So, I I would agree if you knew he's one hundred percent. I'm gonna. I, I just don't know that. I just don't know because, it, what percent of Mahomes do you think is good enough to beat the Bengals?
2: Higher than you think, I because. I mean, I'll say anywhere between
1: 75%, 80%. Oh, my gosh. You think 75% of home, Mahomes is going to beat the Bengals? Or higher. Boy, I don't. I think he's got to be way more healthy way than be- that.
2: Because I, he's, I think everyone's just looking at his ankle, and then his running ability is gone, and we're just sp- suddenly forgetting that he's a good
1: passer and has good vision. Yeah, but think about what makes him special.
2: His scrambling ability. Moving around in the pocket. throwing That's on the right. run. And, right. and, and creating with his legs. I get it. But he was always graded high. Always graded high with his arm strength, his vision, or even his no look passes, whatever that is. But I think people kind of are leaning too much on the the fact that his ankle he might be on a bum ankle. His his arms are fine. His arm his throwing arm is fine. He can still see the field. So I I think if he has to be a statue, I think they still have a really good chance to win.
1: Yeah, I, if he's not ninety percent at least healthy, and this is it, it, this is more of respect for Cincinnati than disrespect for the Chiefs. I just think that's how good Cincinnati is and Joe Burrow is. That it's going to take more than three quarters of Mahomes to get it done. And here's the truth: I'm not even a hundred percent sure if all of Mahomes is enough to get it done with the way the Bengals have been playing, man, they've been fantastic. And they just, they seem to have that swagger, right? Of that, just that confidence is just oozing out of them. But here's a question. Is it too much? Are they tempting the football gods by calling it, you know, burrowhead? I mean, he's only won once there, Right. He won the the three in a row that the Bengals have beat the Chiefs. Two of them have been in Cincinnati. Of course, the one was the AFC Championship game a year ago. But is that a little much? Are they are they maybe getting a little bit too big for their britches the, the, there? They're
2: tightrope uh, uh, tight walking that fine line between confidence and cocky.
1: Maybe stepping across it, but you know what? I love the confidence. So I, were the I, 85 I, Bears when they made the Super Bowl exactly. shuffle. How'd that work out for exactly. everybody? They got demolitioned, I'll tell you.
2: Uh, that's true. But I, I, I love the confidence. You know, you want you want your team. You want you want uh, whatever level it is, your kids or, or even at this, you want them to be confident. But there is a point where you're like, dude, dial it back a little bit.
1: I tell you, you don't want them to be. Have you seen the the video of that third grade basketball team, that boys basketball team? Oh my goodness! Yes. Have you seen it? Yes. Uh, well, let's not be that.
2: I'm so glad I don't have boys.
1: Apparently, last night in practice. <laughs> Wyatt was doing some sort of sheathing his sword. Oh, when he would score against J. Mac, <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. A sword? A sword, a, like
2: like a pirate? Yeah, like. What's <laughs> he talking like a pirate? Walk the plank, there, matey! I have
1: no idea.
2: <laughs>
1: he wasn't even real sure. I don't know. It, it, you know how I know he watches too much YouTube?
2: <laughs> He's
1: sheathing his sword at basketball what practice. What
2: the heck? I've never seen that. Is I that have a thing no now idea. kids are doing?
1: I don't know. It's a new one on me. Wow. He better not do it in the game. Oh, I may rush out there and tackle him. <laughs> Anyhow, what is? Uh, what do you think? How how can the, how do how do the Chiefs win this game?
2: If if um, well one if if Mahomes is healthier than what we think, if he truly is what they think you I mean I've saw sports center before we came on showing him in practice and being running around really playing it up um if, if he's healthier than what we think that obviously that, that that's a big advantage for Kansas City um and but you know they that defense for Cincinnati is so aggressive and so good and he's almost going to have to be i don't want to say perfect but uh, keep applying that pressure to to Cincinnati. And speaking of pressure, all that pressure is on Kansas City. They cannot figure out Cincinnati with Burrow on the team.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they've all been three point wins, right? But
2: don't you think that's in their heads? Like, we've got to beat this team. We, maybe. what is going on here?
1: And and maybe some of that trash talk works in in Cincinnati's favor because it uh, does. Not throw gets, Kansas City off. The get but it almost gets almost gets up two Too
2: amped up, yeah. overdoing it, and then can't. Cincinnati's taking advantage of that. Yeah,
1: I think you. I think there's a couple ways you see uh, the the Chiefs being able to win this game. I think it'd be huge if they're able to run it to take some of that pressure off of Mahomes' ankle and Mahomes himself. And then defensively, listen. I know Cincinnati's offensive line showed up and showed out last week against the Bills, but which one is it? Is it the one that gave up seven sacks in the first playoff game in the wild card round against the uh, against uh, Baltimore? Or is it the one that looked pretty – even better than competent against Buffalo? How much did those field conditions help mm. the Bengals' offensive line and take away from what the rush was able to, to to accomplish for the Bills with the snow on the ground? Chris Jones on that defensive line for Kansas City – uh, the Carl Loftus, they, they, they've got a bunch of guys that you seem they kind of rush the passer, and so I think that's getting in Joe Burrow's face. You can't; it doesn't even seem like you can phase the guy, but at least not allowing him to just sit back there and pick you apart. And and that that uh, Bengals offensive line, I'm not convinced that all of the questions are answered just because they held up pretty well against Buffalo. Now on the other side. If you're on the bingo side of this, I mean, I think one thing that you have to do and have to figure out how to do because nobody else seems to is cover Travis Kelsey. Dude, how is that guy – I just got a text and I had this written down. How is he always open when everybody knows that's where he wants to go with the – Mahomes wants to go with the ball?
2: Isn't that the most frustrating thing about really good tight ends? They're the biggest – tallest eligible wide receivers in most cases on the field and somehow they always seem like they're open
1: yeah and not necessarily the fastest either you no, know, yeah, that too they're not yeah. Even, yeah
2: but they just have that that I they just know how to that seam routes sitting down on zone coverage and finding those open spaces and then when they make the catch they're bowling two or three guys over before they're finally brought down it's the most frustrating thing about a really good tight end but he's one of them he's one of the best in the league
1: you know you you hear this every single game with one of these great tight ends, whether it's him whether it's uh, you know Kittle or, or Mark Andrews or whoever else, you always hear the color commentator say one thing a couple of different times during the game and that is you have to hit them at the line of scrimmage you cannot let them have a clean release down the field I mean how it, it just I can literally hear him saying it right and so well I, I can't wait to see what Cincinnati does. Because they pointed out a bunch last, uh, uh, Tony Romo, how much zone they were playing against Buffalo last week. So does does that then allow you to have somebody kind of dedicated to, to jamming Kelsey, just rerouting him off the, uh, off the line of scrimmage and then zone behind to try to f- just throw off the timing, throw off the rhythm of those two guys? It sure seems like that would be the goal, right? I mean – who else for Kansas City really scares you?
2: I mean, Mahomes, Kelsey,
1: and those a, receivers. That's a good one. Um, those receivers, Juju or Valdez Scantling. It might be, um, uh, Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield. You know, I think he had he had that stretch there toward the end of the regular season where he caught a touchdown pass out of the backfield in like six or seven straight games. Heck, it, uh, a lot of people know that stat because. He was a huge factor in a lot of people's fantasy football winnings until, you know, the end there, with what happened in, in in Cincinnati and the Bills and that game, you know, kind of throwing that off. But he was a huge factor down the stretch for Kansas City offensively.
2: Could a way of defending Kansas City if they go into the game early and figure out that Mahomes cannot be mobile, because it feels like you almost—I don't want to say you have to spy him, but you have to use your your middle linebacker, to kind of keep an eye on him, and that kind of loosens up the coverage on the tight end. If they figure out, you know what, he's not going to go anywhere, you kind of
1: oh, 100%. focus
2: more of your attention on Kelsey with, through, yes. with your linebacker, at least in the second, you know, once he gets through. Does that make sense? I may do it anyway. Just always spy
1: the Absolutely. tight end. Yeah. Absolutely. And hit him and be be yeah. physical with him off off the line of scrimmage.
2: I mean, I'm no defensive coordinator. It just seems like if he's always open, and I think that's why is because they're so worried about what Mahomes can do with his legs. Well, they can find out he can't do anything with his legs or he's not 100%, and he doesn't want to do anything with his legs. He wants to be that pocket passer. Okay, fine, stay right there. I'm going to go cover the guy you want to throw it to. Mm
1: -hmm. With two or three of them. Yeah. And make somebody else beat you. What about the other game? Uh one real, real quick. Hmm. I mentioned Kansas City running it. Obviously, it would help with the the Bengals and you know the, the Bengals with that OU one-two punch with Mixon and P Ryan. P Ryan, if you remember back to last year's AFC title game, P Ryan was awesome. Rushed for over a hundred yards. Had one, had a big catch. I think he had a big touchdown catch, didn't he? Right before halftime, maybe like a twenty-five yarder or so. Got things back, kind of. Or maybe it was in the third quarter. I can't remember. But the, both of those guys are weapons out of the backfield. In a lot of ways, so are Kansas City's. You know, so this could be a take what the defense gives you and then give those guys space to make bigger plays than what it's designed. You know, if a check down would go for a 25- or 30-yard gain. The, both teams have that ability with their running backs being able to catch it and run it both absolutely what about the other game
2: what about it you like it
1: <laughs> is this
2: <laughs> is, is this uh is this going to be a good game is it
1: okay so you know something that's never happened right what's that a rookie quarterback has never led his team to the to the super bowl oh wow there's never been a rookie quarterback playing the super bowl okay so again do you are think this will be a good so game, are you or? telling me that brock purdy's going to be the one
2: People would laugh at the beginning of the year if we told you that Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts are going to be battling out in the NFC Championship game for a Super Bowl spot, right? People go, really? Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts? This isn't the Big 12 anymore.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to believe, but it's also hard to believe that he's done what he's done. Is Philly's defense the best that he's going to see all year, or at least to this point?
2: Um. Yeah, maybe.
1: I mean, so I mean, I'm, the I'm, only I'm, choices are last week and this week.
2: Yeah, Dallas, I mean, listen, Dallas did their part defensively to win that game. The offense didn't show up.
1: He was 19 of 29 Brock Purdy was for uh-huh. the game, which isn't terrible. A little over 200 yards. When Dallas got pressure on him in 10 drop back in 10 dropbacks, he was 3 for 10. Actually, I think they pressured him 14 times, got a couple of sacks. But when he got rid of it under pressure, only three for 10. But here's what he didn't do and what he hasn't done. turnover. He didn't throw it away. Right. He didn't, he, he didn't throw it to the other team, I should sure. say. I yeah, he was throwing it away. He didn't throw it to the other team. San Francisco has not had multiple turnovers in any game since he has taken over as the quarterback. And that just allows the rest of his team, the rest of that roster that everybody, myself way included on this list, of people that want to downplay his effectiveness, well, him not turning it over helps that because he can use those weapons that he has around him. Yeah. I think this Philly defense, though, man, all that front, as much as Parsons can rush the passer and DeMarcus Lawrence can rush the passer, all those dudes from Philly rushing the passer. I think they all have 10 sacks or more on, that, on the defensive line. You know, Slay is similar to what – you know, a guy you didn't even see last week, except for two horrific play or unfortunate plays for Dallas. You know who you didn't even see? Trayvon Diggs. I was gonna they say did not Diggs. even. Yeah. They, you know the the one deflection that he could have had a pick, and then of course the play where you know good and well he was doing everything he could not to just light up Kittle and get a penalty, and allowed him to catch that one. You know, if that's ten years ago, Kittle may not be playing the rest of that game because somebody's going to headhunt him and just smoke him Mm -hmm. but now with the rules and maybe with Diggs's lack of physicality however you want to say that you know he lets him catch it and just kind of flies by right trying to avoid that kill shot that that so many people would have taken uh, in the history of the nfl but that's the way slay is he's kind of that type of guy too but the difference is bradbury on the other side has been awesome all year long for Philly whereas the other side of the Cowboys was kind of a jumbled mess after Anthony Brown got hurt and then also I think Philly's more equipped to stop the run Dallas did a pretty good job except for that one drive yeah you know they, they held McCaffrey down as good as you could really him and Debo both but then the one drive what happened you got the one-handed catch but then you also had San Francisco being able to run the football right through the Dallas defense, and I don't know if they can do that against Philly. Yeah, I agree. So that means the San Francisco defense, in my mind, has to show up and show out. Nobody's really done that against a healthy Jalen Hurts, and it sure looked like last Saturday that he was.
2: Yeah. Yeah, He and there, the the I mentioned it too, the blocking for Philadelphia up front has been – it was awesome last Saturday. I think that continues to. I think that, you know, Jalen could could run it when he just you know wants to, because he's going to have those avenues if something downfield's not there, and he's been very smart to get down or get out of bounds. Yeah, I just think I think the. Uh, I don't know if this. I got a feeling this that this game, and maybe because I'm. Looking at what happened last week, how close it was for the 49ers and how easy it was for Philly. Yeah. So maybe that's what kind of staying with me. I just feel like Lincoln Financial is going to be rocking, and uh, the Cinderella story, if we're calling it, for Brock Purdy is going to come to a, come to a halt. I think Philly kind. of I don't think this is going to be a very entertaining game. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: Really. See, I think they're.
2: You think going will be closer? To oh what? yeah,
1: because of what you said. I think I, I think San Francisco's offensive and defensive lines are too good for this to be a route. Okay. Because I think they can run the ball a little bit. I don't. I don't know if they can run it effectively enough to win. But man, that's the cool part of this game. You can talk about the quarterbacks all you want, but man, when you when you look over there and you've got Lane Johnson against Joe against uh, Nick Bosa we got Trent Williams against Hassan Redick or whatever. You know, the, the, the line play in this game is going to be elite on both sides of the ball for both teams. And you're right, man. Philly's offensive line just crushed the Giants last week. Crushed them. I don't know if they could do that to the San Francisco defense. I, I, I think they're going to make Jalen make some plays. And preferably, I'm sure, on the San Francisco side, make some plays with his arm instead of with his feet. And then Purdy, the moment has not seemed too big for him yet. It hasn't. Now, he he hasn't been the reason San Francisco's winning these games. But you know what he hasn't been either? The reason they lost him. It's true. And he's taking care of the ball. I just feel like he's going to have to do more than just kind of game manage this thing. He's going to have to make some plays, and not a four yard a four yard route over the middle to Kittle on third and five like he was able to do against Dallas. You know that, that they constantly harped on. He wants to throw it inside the numbers. I think he's going to have to make some plays outside against Philly's defense this week, because I just think they're going to take away what he wants to do, and what he wants to do is that. You know who's Kittle started out the year pretty blah but the young quarterback's best friend is that tight end and man he looks for him he really does yeah and and they have a they have a good connection an iowa state guy throwing to a hawkeye which is kind of odd that's funny i uh, let's take a break when we come back we'll pick them okay You know, we were we were both four and zero. We picked the exact same teams last week. Or did you pick Dallas? I, picked da- picked I Dallas. I went with Dallas. You did. I went with Dallas. Yeah, I was four and zero. You they were. 3-1. Got everything else right, but yeah. Dallas. That's right.
2: Listen, Dallas offense doesn't play
1: like garbage. Well, I've, I've said my piece with that. If Dak didn't Dak, you you might have been right. Yeah, we'll be back.
0: Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Security is offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker dealer, member FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.
2: The Skinny on Sports. Now we're
1: back! Welcome back. Text line. Scott's on the text line. He's listening. He's wanting to get love for the... Saying the Niners are going to win. Hey, so did I. Only Jared picked the Dallas Cowboys last week. Or is he saying win the whole thing? Super Bowl sixteen <laughs> rematch. Also, Super Bowl twenty two rematch is what... Uh, our man Scott Garrison, Garrison Financial, is predicting, and that would mean Cincinnati and San Francisco. He said the whole thing that that the Niners would win the whole shooting match, the whole kick and caboodle. You might be right. That would be a fascinating story if for the first time ever a rookie quarterback wins the Super Bowl, but goes to and wins the Super would Bowl. That not, and the fact that it's the last pick in the draft.
2: Would that not? It'd be an awesome story. I mean, it's. Write the movie, but would that not create more off-season problems for San Francisco than you'd like? No. What do you do with the quarterback? You trade him. Trade Lance? Whoever. Trade them all, but keep Bur- or uh, Purdy.
1: Well, you would have to. If he wins the Super Bowl, you have to keep him. You, could, could, he has to be your quarterback.
2: Couldn't you see them? I don't know. They're, they're a well-run franchise.
1: That's the whole thing. Here, here's what's other crazy
2: places you could see him go okay you won a super bowl we, we're gonna trade you
1: well run or lucky because think about this they moved up in that draft to get trey lance and that does not look like a good move at this point now listen he didn't play very many games before he got hurt so the the jury's clearly still out on him but he certainly hasn't shown anything capable enough of being the third pick in that draft so is it skill or luck that then they a throwaway pick on the Mr. Irrelevant turns into your franchise quarterback.
2: I think more luck than anything <laughs> well, else. How do you,
1: I mean, you know, the, only the Niners can blow the third pick in the draft on a quarterback and end up falling st- into, yeah, a, falling into yeah. a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback <laughs> Super Bowl winner. Give me a break. Uh, one final time, Scott, it's uh, SoonerWealth.com. Scott Garrison, it's a Garrison Financial Friday. Um, he does it all. Full financial planning. Uh, he'll shop the open market and bring you the best value on your life insurance. He'll manage your investments, or he'll build you a plan and charge you hour- hourly that then you can manage it yourself, and he'll work with your accountants to do all the tax stuff, uh, not only for to wrap up 2022, but then, of course, get you set on the right path down 2023 here early on in the year uh, to make your money work for you. It's Scott at SoonerWealth.com. One twenty-four North Main, right here in Elk City. All right, Jared, who wins? Let's start. Let's let's go in chronological order. Philly versus the Niners. Are you going to go against history of the NFL and pick a rookie yeah, quarterback I, to be in the in the Super Bowl? I
2: think I've tipped my hand enough to know that I'm going to pick Philly, and I think Philly looks darn good doing it. How about you? I think the X's and O's just favor Philly. I the Brock Purdy thing is fun. The story is awesome. It's and I'd love to see it continue. But it just this whole year it just feels like you know, sometimes you'll see where a team is rolling through the regular season and then they bat, I mean Tennessee Titans a couple years ago comes to mind. They looked awesome and they get into the playoffs and they lose. What second round, divisional mm-hmm. round? At home. Philly just, man, they're like, all right, we're the number one seed, and we're going to show the world why we're the number one seed, and they did. There's no doubt there that after that win. I think it continues. I think they're just the better team, X's versus O's. I think it's I'll, – I'll take Philly.
1: I will too, reluctantly. <laughs> if I would have, you know, back in the preseason, I had Kansas City and the Rams, but also had the Rams playing the Niners in the NFC title game. If I would have taken the Niners – Back then, I wouldn't change. But, yeah, Philly just does. Man, they look – and the line play, offensive and defensive lines have been so good. And that's the way you win these games. We all talk about the skill and this and that, and at the end of the day you look up and, oh, man, Philly ran for 140 yards and San Francisco only ran for 80 because they control the line of scrimmage. So I'll, I'll reluctantly go with Philly. But I, they, you're, it's hard to get last week out of your head. Just how dominant they were when Jalen looked healthy, and Lane Johnson was back looking healthy. Granted, the Giants aren't as good as the Cowboys. That's that's not the truth. They're not. But man, Philly looked good. What about the other game?
2: Man, this game, I think, is going to be very competitive. And a lot of fun from the get-go. We'll know very early the health of Mahomes. And it's going to – maybe it it is the storyline of this game. And and it will continue throughout the game. If he can't go, like we've talked about how elusive he can be that favors Cincinnati, if he can, and if he does what I think he can do is be a a very – have good pocket presence and still has a great arm and great vision downfield. Um. That's why I think this game is going to be really, really close. And I'll I'll use that word too, Aaron. Reluctantly, I will pick Kansas City. Very close game, though.
1: I think the Chiefs have to start well. Because if, if his ankle is hurt, he'll have a better chance at the first than he will at the end as things start to wear off. Adrenaline, shots, all that kind of thing. I think they have to start fast. Cincinnati's been good at that as well. Obviously, last week, 14-0 right off the bat. I just don't trust his ankle. And I think Cincinnati's good enough that if it's not if he's not basically healthy, I don't think they can get it done. So I'll take the Bengals going into it, man, four times in a row. That just doesn't seem like it's possible to beat the Chiefs that many times in a row. But here's a here's one thing to that's i know dakota has brought up throughout the year are we how confident are you in harrison butker as the kicker for the chiefs that's been kind of
2: the last thing i've ever think about when but that's that's been a
1: sore subject around chiefs kingdom throughout the year is his inconsistency and that might be the that might be the difference Mm. In the game is Harrison Butker needing to do needing to come up clutch and and not being able to do it. I'll take the I'll take the Bengals, Bengals and Eagles for me. Chiefs and Eagles for you. Scotty G's got uh, now,
2: one. Of the question you have he's is he's got San
1: Francisco and uh, the Chiefs. Or, I'm sorry, the Bengals, San Francisco Bengals.
2: You yes. the question you who we want to see who will we see? That's um, right. And I want to see Cincy. Let's be clear, I want to see Cincinnati and and 49ers but I think it's the other see, way. See, I
1: would like to see Kansas City and the 49ers. That's the game I want to see. Why? To watch Mahomes on that stage. Lose and watch, to Mr. Irrelevant. And watch Brock Purdy on that stage. <laughs> and if something happened, and for the first time in the history of the league, a rookie quarterback knocked off the Chiefs, I would get great pleasure of walking into this building on Monday and being able to to rub that in. I think that would be hilarious. I agree. That's why. That's But no, I, I'd like to see that matchup. I, I just, I don't know. I, part of the, a big part of it is, I really thought those were the two best teams going into the year. And I just chickened out on picking it. Way back when.
2: You know, a lot of people forget. A lot of people like the 49ers to start I the year. Them. I love you know, You did, yeah. But and that, only- was, that was with...
1: Yeah, it was with Lance and Lance, the idea of what he would yeah. be, and, and and he also, I think you also had that. Uh, the it was clear the Niners weren't going to move on from Jimmy G at that point, and so you still had him if things didn't go great, a guy that had led him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. as your back, you yeah. know, you yeah, felt that's pretty good. Felt
2: pretty good about it. Yeah,
1: I, raise your hand if you honestly knew Brock Purdy was on the Niners to start the year. No clue. Nobody has their hand up in this studio. No clue. And so I, I that know.
2: leaves, and I'll end with this. If and I'm not ripping you. But if you love the 49ers at the beginning of the year, don't hang your hat on that thinking, "See, I told you guys they'd be good at this time of the year." No, you didn't. You didn't know Brock Purdy was even on the team.
1: But just because you liked their roster and everything well, around that's them. Why I've because liked, that's nobody why, yeah. nobody thought Trey Lance was going to be great either, right? It, it was such an unknown. Mm-hmm. But though all those weapons and then by the way, something that has probably flown a little bit too much under the radar. What else happened? That Christian McCaffrey trade was unbelievable. Yeah, that,
2: that, that happened too in the middle of the year. That that's yeah. true. And that That's true. But even even with that, when it was when you found out that Brock Purdy was going to start after those injuries, yeah. you we everybody went, Well, it was a nice run for the 49ers. Yeah,
1: they're gonna be a playoff team, but, but that probably oh, takes them out yeah. of the chance for the Super Bowl. I
2: mean Brock Purdy in the playoffs, come on. We're yeah. not we don't even know. Well, now we know.
1: Yeah. No <laughs> doubt.
2: Should be fun on Sunday and cold, so I'm going to stay inside and watch. Well,
1: it. you know where you could go? <laughs> Sayre gonna... National. Hey, They're going to have right. They are going to have NFC AFC Championship party. Snakes and drink specials. I think it's supposed to be snacks. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, snakes and
1: drink specials. I think it's actually snacks. Go on to Sarah National on Sunday. Everybody have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered around.
0: Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Security is offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.